Hi, I'm Dave Burton, and I'm going to talk to you about bread and soup. Well, really, I'm going to talk to you about time. But you will notice the words bread and soup come into it. Most of the time management solutions, tools, techniques and training work against human nature. People are just not as self-disciplined as we theorists thought, wrote Alex McKenzie in his book, The Time Trap. Those are interesting thoughts, and they're supported by the experience of many of us as we wrestle with the challenge of how to get a growing number of things done within a seemingly smaller amount of time. And yet, managing our time is not about time. We all have the same amount of time in a day, or a week, or a year. Nor is it really about managing time. We can't manage time, we can't control it. Time management is about choice, and about us as individuals. It's about how we choose to spend our time, and that will determine the results we get. But we won't all make the same choices. Why is that? Because different people perceive time differently. To some of us, it's a finite, measurable, tangible commodity. I use the idea of a loaf of sliced bread. You can share it round, very simply and specifically. Three for you, two for me, four for the other person, and a few left over. To others, time is a much less tangible item. In fact, it's more like a large bowl of soup. I often say minestrone soup. It's difficult to divide according to any set of rules, and it's difficult to distribute evenly. To determine your approach towards time, bread or soup, have a listen to this. Do you find that you're focused on tasks and results? And that you can become frustrated with chaos or unexpected events? Do you prefer to complete one task before starting another? You can measure progress on a task, you take a structured approach to work, you stay on track easily, and maybe sometimes you can be a bit inflexible. Now if that sounds like you, chances are for you time is like a loaf of sliced bread. But you might be saying, no, no, that's not like me at all. Well, have a listen to this. Do you find that you can be unstructured? That you're very responsive to what's going on? That you're strong on relationships and keeping in touch with people? that you can lose focus on the important tasks while responding to interruptions. You can multitask readily, but you might find it difficult to measure a day's achievement. And you enjoy finding new ways of doing things. If that sounds more like you, chances are you're a soup person. And right away I want to say, neither of these approaches is wrong. They're just different. Here's a little more information about each of these approaches that might help you make better use of the time that you have. The useful qualities of the bread approach are sure, yes, it's structured, it's logical, you can do things in a step-by-step -step way, you can plan and stick to the plan, and you quite often are proactive. Some of the drawbacks are, though, that you can seem to others to be a bit inflexible or a bit rigid, and you might dislike interruptions, and you probably prefer to only do a small number of tasks at one time. So the, the development strategies for you are to learn to say yes to interruptions, Maybe to allocate some chaos time, some free time in the day. You could be prepared to help others get their work done. You could just chill out and go with the flow. If your approach is more like the soup, the useful qualities of that are that you don't need a lot of structure and you'll do things as they occur. And you might be happy working on many tasks simultaneously. And you're responsive. Like the bread, there are some drawbacks. You might appear a bit scattered sometimes or get swamped by too many tasks. You might accept interruptions too readily. And you might tend to take on too many tasks at once. 
So some ideas there to get more out of your time are to learn to say no to interruptions. Or you could set some goals based on outcomes rather than time. You might use your diary or a calendar to keep focused on the important activities. And also focus on getting your own work done as well as helping others. Now, like I said before, neither of these approaches is better than the other, and when you use them together, the results can be spectacular. Regardless of your preference for time, here are some tips that'll help you save some of yours. Just choose two or three of them and practice them until they become a habit. Do jobs at the times when you're best for them. Keep asking yourself, is this the best use of my time right now? And another one, rather than prioritising tasks, try prioritising the outcomes of the tasks. I find the idea of having my bike working again much more motivating than the idea of taking the wheel to get fixed. When you're looking at a job that you've got on your list, ask yourself, am I the only person who can do this? There might be someone around you who can help with it. Remember when you say yes to something that you're also saying no to something else. Some of us make decisions with our head. We'll assess situations carefully, gather up the facts, and then say yes or no. Others will use our heart. How do we feel about something? If we feel enthusiastic, chances are we'll bump it up the list. If we don't, we'll leave it till later. If you're facing a large task, you could divide it up into chunks, sections, and do them one at a time. When you're considering a task, have a think about the urgency. Do you need to do it right now, later today, this week? Also have a think about the importance. Is it really important? Does it make a difference to things? Or actually, you could leave it for a while. It's not that important. It's not going to make that much difference. If you're using a to-do list, show the duration of each task. I know I can write a list of tasks and I look at it and I think, oh, that'll take me days. But then I go back and I go through each task, 10 minutes, half an hour, two hours, five minutes, five minutes, and suddenly it's all quite manageable. You might also keep track of the priority of tasks. And if you're estimating something, be realistic. Go for the most likely estimate. If you're thinking of how long a task will take, don't just think, well, at best, this will only take me half an hour. Allowing for an interruption, even with the best time management in the world, something might crop up that delays you a little bit. So maybe when you think, oh yeah, half an hour, allow an extra 10 minutes, just to be on the safe side. I like this one. Well, this is the BLF approach, and the BL and F stand for big lumps first. If you've got a range of tasks to do, do the big ones first, get them out of the way. Then you fit the little ones in around them or after them. I think of it as like being like packing a car to go away on a holiday. You put in the suitcases first, the big stuff. Then you put the smaller things in around them. You tuck them in around the big lumps. And one I find actually quite difficult. If you've got a lot of stuff to do, try and clear your mind and just focus on the one task. There's nothing worse for me than trying to do one task when I'm still thinking about the 25 others I've got to get around to. That doesn't work. Forget the others. Just remind yourself you'll get to them later. Sometimes you might find you're doing the same thing over and over again in response to a problem. So fix the problem. Take away the cause of the use of your time. Don't just fix the problem time after time. Look into it a bit more deeply and see, what can I do to stop this happening again? And one very simple one that's easy to forget is to schedule debriefing time, preparation time, planning time 
around other meetings and events that you have. We can't just rush from meeting to meeting all day long without some time in between, firstly, to recover ourselves, and secondly, to make a few notes or maybe do the action items that came out of the meeting. I hope you found something in there that'll work for you. And like I say, just choose one or two of them, maybe three or four, and practice them. See how they work for you and make them a habit. And when you're making choices about your use of time, remember to notice the approach you're taking. Just think about bread and soup. Which one are you using? Is it the right one? Maybe you should swap a little. Maybe a little more bread, maybe a little more soup. I'll leave that to you. And remember too that your perception of time might be different from other people's. Above all, I'd say consider the effect of your use of time on you, your family, your friends, your team, the people around you. Are you getting the results you want and are they getting the results they want? There are some thoughts on time. I'm Dave Burton. I hope I'll get to talk to you again soon. Bye for now.